Animal Fire Radio. This episode's brought to you by Box Alarm Grills. When your apparatus arrives on scene, are you making the best showing? Looking to set your rig apart from everyone else? Want your engine, truck, or rescue to be easily identifiable? There is a solution. With large aluminum grill numbers and full-width rear mud flaps from Box Alarm Grills. Formed by Danny and a team of fellow firefighters, Box Alarm Grills gets it. They know what it means to show pride in your ride, delivering the quality construction and design that fire departments demand. That's why their grill numbers and mud flaps grab attention, enhance visibility, and make your fleet recognizable on scene while responding or just driving around town. Built in the USA by a family-owned business, Box Alarm Grills is quickly becoming the choice of fire companies, apparatus planners, and fire truck manufacturers with out-of-the-box or custom solutions. Check out functional, durable grill numbers and mud flaps from Box Alarm Grills today at boxalarmgrills.com and on Facebook and Instagram. And like Danny and his crew like to say, add pride to your ride. This episode's brought to you by Taylor's Tins. Taylor and his crew at Taylor's Tins have been manufacturing aluminum helmet fronts since 2017. With over 200,000 tins in the market, they are a leader in the helmet front space. Custom design, one-offs to department orders, they can turn them around within 24 to 48 hours. Customer service is what they pride themselves on and they provide nothing but top shelf product and service to their customers. Check them out at taylorstins.com and check out their full line of product offering. They've always been a very strong supporter since day one with the National Fire Radio podcast and platform. And Taylor and his crew have become dear friends of ours, and we appreciate the support. And at checkout, for a little extra bonus, use coupon code NFR sent me. That's NFR sent me for a discount on your order. Exclusions do apply. Anyway, check out taylorstins.com for the latest and greatest offerings from Taylor and his crew. And in the words of Taylor, stop burning up leather. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 21 here of The Size Up. And I'm going to start this with a a quick apology that my voice is a little hoarse sounding today. And no, I didn't smoke 20 packs of cigarettes this week. Uh, New Jersey is currently blanketed by the Canadian wildfire smoke. And last night I was being a lacrosse dad out on the lacrosse field with my arms crossed watching my sons uh, play a sport that I've never played. Um, Like I know more about it and my voice is like crazy horse today. So just a quick apology there. Um, Not going to get too crazy because I got to bring my guest on because this lady is super busy. I just watched her (laughs) shut down like 15 different windows of work. Um, She is the owner of an amazing apparel company, which we are going to spend a long time talking about today and fashion, which is one of my favorite topics. Uh, She's also a mom. Um, an avid golfer, from what I can tell from her social media. Uh, she happens to be married to a firefighter, which is, of course, pretty cool. And she is one of the most loyal Cubs fans I think I know out there <laughs> in the world. Mallory from Born Primitive, welcome to the Size Up. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, I forgot to total. I wanted to use this Ted Lasso line. Nora used it to describe Rebecca, but she's a boss ass bitch too. Because if you follow Mallory, if you follow Mallory on social media, she is working like no other. So again, uh, thanks for coming on and I'm excited for this conversation. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate you having me. And obviously we've known each other for, you know, many years. Uh, You've been wearing the brand for a long time. So excited to delve into it with you. 
It's so crazy too, because when, before I, I wanted you to have, I wanted you to come on the podcast before I even relaunched it. Cause we have such an interesting story and you have such an interesting story with born primitive and to kind of give the backstory of us a little bit. I met Mallory. It was like eight years ago at firehouse West, I think was the name of the actual conference during the firefighter throwdown. And Mallory was sitting in her 10 by 10 uh, booth for Born Primitive at the Firefighter Throwdown. I was running the 555 booth and she had some t-shirts, I believe, and maybe shorts at that time. Were there shorts? Do you remember? I think it was just t-shirts because I think we custom designed it knowing that we were going to that event because it was kind of the first time we branched into, um, you know, an outside, an event outside of like just a true CrossFit competition um, since it was, you know, part of the bigger um, expo. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely the firefighter throwdown was it was an amazing event. It was a uh, CrossFit style event. We'll, we'll use the, the word style uh, for firefighters at the time um, that was at Firehouse West. And it was actually it was attached to the expo, but we weren't in the main expo hall for that event. So you had to, you had to walk through a large door to get to where we were. Um, but it was amazing to watch so many first responders out there competing um, in a fitness style event um, that went on for a few years after that. And, you know, it, it was really that good event where, you know, you got to meet cool people. I got to meet Mallory. But what made you decide to get into this apparel world, you know, before we get into the whole first responder end of it? Yeah, um, honestly, my business partner and I um, really had no intentions of it. I was a dental hygiene, hygienist prior to Born Primitive. He worked full time for Red Bull um, and was in, and, and then transitioned into the military. So there was really no apparel background, um, no apparel degree. Um, but we kind of found a need in the CrossFit space with our initial product, the Snatch Shorts. Um, and that kind of, uh, you know, skyrocketed us into gear and clothing. Um, we started off pretty basic with just the Snatch Shorts and some t-shirts like Pip's wearing. Um, and then pretty quickly realized that the performance um, apparel industry is where um, we were going to cut our teeth and do um do the most business with sports broad leggings, men's, you know, performance shorts. So we kind of, you know, we just navigated where we felt there was a gap in, in, in what we wanted to develop. So, um, it wasn't really, like I said, no background, no, um, education, just kind of taught ourselves along the way. And basically I always tell people I wanted to make apparel that I wanted to wear, that I felt comfortable wearing that supported me. Um, and that I knew would last and, um, you know, also be attractive and look good while, while wearing it. So. And and so many of those things that you said in there, we're definitely going to talk about, but I forgot about the snatch shorts, you know, oh, the, yeah. the, the those were the very shorts, first. That's the why we exist is the snatch shorts and we do still have them. We do not market them. We do not have any kind of ads or marketing strategy around them. They're kind of just on our website and I think they still trickle out, but yeah, it's kind of funny that our entire brand was started because of a padded compression short. And, and, and for the folks, I'm not going to give you the visual if you're watching on YouTube, but you know, <laughs> listening, the snatch shorts have a uh, padding in the, the, the crotch region, let's say is a good way to put that. I guess a safe, safe space way to put that. Um, because if you are, uh, obviously snatching a barbell and you're learning to snatch a barbell, probably more learning to snatch a barbell, I would say, you sometimes injure yourself in ways you wouldn't want to. Um, right. so you provided that extra padding because no one no one shows up to a gym with a cup on. So at least you had that little bit of padding, right? Yes, for sure. 
Yes. And, and you know, I, I, I never wore them, but I definitely did injure myself a couple times learning to snatch a barbell, like I'm sure we all did. You probably um, wish you had them. I probably did at the time, but I, <laughs> I never made that purchase. And I was going to say, when you brought it up, like, do you guys still sell them? Because I haven't seen them on the site or, or I just never paid attention to them on the site. Yeah, they're there. Um, but I think it's amazing, you know, to start something with no formal education and to get that education kind of, you know, while you're doing it, you know, that on the job training is unreal. And so many people, me included, were like, ah, I could sell t-shirts. I could do this. Like, it doesn't seem very complicated. Everybody's out there doing it. But there are so many subtle nuances um, that you have to learn about. So starting out, what do you think was that big learning curve? Did it come fast or was it just time, time, time to get you kind of to where you are today? Yeah, honestly, you know, looking back on it, I don't think there was ever like a light bulb aha moment um, for us. It was kind of just trial and error. Um, we were very frugal. We always made sure, um, you know, we lived by our means. Um, you know, we didn't have any kind of investment. We didn't have any kind of loan. Um, we didn't have any kind of debt um, the entire time that we um, have owned this company. So it was kind of don't spend more than you have, um, but also push the pace and make sure, you know, you're, you're having an aggressive growth strategy. Um, so luckily we didn't really have to sit down and make any really difficult decisions along the way. We just kind of naturally grew. Um, and yeah, we just taught ourselves along the way. I think honestly, like I always said this in school when I was in schooling, um, and starting off my career in dental hygiene, like you can learn so much in a college classroom, but you're the true value of what you learn is when you're in the job. Um, you know, when you're, when you're, um, integrated into that and you're forced to learn it through those means, it sticks more, it makes more sense. Um, and that's just kind of how we started Born Primitive. Um, that's how we learned about taxes and accounting and finance and product development and negotiating with suppliers and, you know, trial and error of all of that. So yes, pay your taxes, uh, people yes. interested in starting any small business. It's really important to have your taxes. Pretty, it's pretty crazy to think like, well, alongside, um, one of the co-owners, Mike, um, who's our CFO that I kind of managed all the tax side of it. Um, never, never did that growing up was never really a big math person. So just a lot of organization and, uh, attention to detail, I guess. It's so crazy to think how many of these little things that, you know, you don't necessarily think about when it comes to running a small business and that on the job training, you know, to being a dental hygienist, like there's only probably so many mouths they can show you in dental hygiene school. And so when you were doing, and that I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, so paramedic, yes. Mouths and feet when it comes to emergencies, I'm not a fan of at <laughs> all in any way, shape, or form. So I always give the dental hygienist credit for just looking in someone else's mouth, <laughs> much less sticking your hands in there sometimes, or dentist <laughs> or anybody that does that. But you get that on the job training because you're you're seeing these different things. And when it comes to, especially in the apparel game, you know, there are trends. And like you said, you don't want to live beyond your means. So say we can go back to snatch shorts. You know, I'm thinking in the beginning, it was probably really small orders of snatch shorts to see who was buying them, right? Yes. Yeah. I think our, to our first initial purchase order, we had to order 500 units. I think it was the pad that placed that uh, minimum order quantity upon us. So it was definitely a little bit of an investment risk, but, um, you know, paid off. Here we are. Yeah, it's it's just un I, like it's so funny. I was thinking, I was trying to think about meeting you in, in that small booth, and like you had the hungriest man eat shirt. Yep, still have uh, it. 
the firefighter shirt, which I still have. I just couldn't find this morning to break out the, the original. It's somewhere in somewhere of, of t-shirts for me um, and a few other shirts and then those snatch shorts. But those trends change. And that's kind of the fashion end of it that I think you have your pulse on as well, because your initial shorts that you put out were the longer board style ones, right? Because those were popular about six, seven years ago, for sure. Yeah. And then you transitioned into, I guess now they're called the training short, right? Yeah, we have the training short. Uh, we've got a versatile short with the built-in compression. Then we've got our little bit shorter, um, little, I guess, more risque uh, five-inch uh, island shorts, which is are- that, Is that what they're called? More risque, the ones that I wear? Am I am <laughs> risque shortwear? Like- I mean, I guess it depends on how long your legs are. I don't know. My husband can never wear the five-inch shorts because his legs are so long, it would look like boxer briefs on him. But um, yeah, so yeah, we definitely, you know, just to- changed along the way, adjusted along the way, going with the fashion trends and just what the demand is. Same with, you know, sports bras. When I was growing up, just like racer back bras. Like if you went and shopped sports bras, that's all there was. Um, and now it's just how many intricate straps <laughs> can you add on a sports bra? You know, they people wear them, especially with the CrossFit um, crowd, people working out without shirts on. That wasn't really a thing, I think, before CrossFit. Um, I mean, I still don't see a lot of people doing that in like orange theory or hot yoga. When I go to those things, it's, it's more of a CrossFit, um, you know, niche with the, you know, no, no top on, but you know, then the straps came into play and it's just how many different cute sports bras can you design that have, you know, eye catching straps and, you know, eye catching details. So obviously like, as everyone knows, fashion is always changing. Um, what's popular is always changing. Um, so it's just kind of like, you know, navigating those waters, but also, like I said, from the beginning, making apparel that Bear and I want to wear, making apparel that we know is going to withstand, um, you know, any workout, whether that's yoga, orange theory, CrossFit, um, high intensity interval training, you know, anything, um, you know, apparel that's going to withstand and also, you know, be able to be worn for hours on end um, and be comfortable. All right, I'm jumping back. You totally made a short joke, by the way, and people are going to pick up on that. That listen, <laughs> obviously, oh. I am vertically challenged, and I wear <laughs> short shorts, and they don't look like boxer briefs on me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, five inch, inch, five inch inseam shorts on you are going to look different than uh, my husband. He's six foot or bare, six two. You know, like it's it's just depending on the person. And my husband, it just has really long legs, so in a short torso, so just. You know, it's everyone's different. It's you not a short, a short joke. joke. You could totally say it. It's I not a short, a short joke. joke. It's just a different, people are different joke. <laughs> it's funny though, because, you know, I, there was a while, I guess, in my CrossFit days when I look, even when I look at original pictures, you know, I was wearing those longer board style shorts and I really liked them, but I liked, I think what I liked about them was they, they were free for movement because they had the slit in the side. And then when these training shorts started coming out, I was like, wow, these are even freer movement because they're not hanging around my knees. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's that comfortability factor. But I still have the original, not the original, but my original born primitive, you know, longer board style shorts. And you keep saying this, and I'm going to point it out now. I figured I'd wait a little bit longer, but you are making gear that lasts. And I think when it comes to apparel, that's a big deal, you know, to be able to have, especially if you're working out hard, whatever you're doing, high intensity type workouts, you know, you don't want what you're wearing to fall apart. So that's a great tribute to you guys and your testing process. And, and how does that all work? If you want to give away the secret? I mean, honestly, there's no secret. Like I said, like we just 
put everything through the ringer. So when we get a sample, it's, you know, not only myself, now we, uh, you know, 75 awesome employees, we're giving people the sample, we're telling them to take them home, wear it, work out in it, wash it, dry it, even though we don't recommend drying our apparel, we have people dry it, make sure, you know, nothing's gonna, nothing's gonna happen. Um, and obviously, like, if something does, which every now and then there, you know, our manufacturers might miss a thread or miss a seam, like, we're gonna stand behind our apparel. Um, but yeah, I still have the original Vitality sports bra that we designed, like the very first one, the very first sample, and I still wear it. Um, I still have the very first your go-to legging sample that we ever received, um, which is our top-selling product. Um, and that launched five years ago, six years ago, and I still wear that regularly, and it fits just like it did on day one. Um, so, you know, like you said, yeah, you we're going to we want to bring to the market apparel that lasts. No one wants to go out and have to buy a new sports bra every three months because the one they have is falling apart. So, I mean, and also when you're putting your gear up against a CrossFit workout and it's, and it's, you know, it's staying as it should, like, you know, the construction is staying as it should. It's not stretching out. It's not wearing out or breaking down. Like that's a pretty good Testament for the gear. Cause you know, it's one of the hardest forms of fitness out there, in my opinion. Oh, good. good to add that part of your opinion, because, you know, the yeah. internet is going to be like, no way, this is yeah. so much harder. This is harder than that. And uh, <laughs> you know, we're just talking about apparel here, folks. You don't got to get yeah. on. And I mean, I guess also it depends on how hard you go. You can go to CrossFit and take it easy. And it won't be difficult or, you know, you can go really hard. So it's all, I guess, personal drive. It, 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 that's definitely a huge part of it, right? Is that that personal drive and what you want to do? Because I've done a, a boatload of different workout styles. And some days I even find myself oh man, I, re I really didn't push it today. I should have ended in a pool of sweat and I didn't. But at my age too, I have to think that's okay sometimes because yeah. I got to go to work tomorrow or I have to go do something with the kids or any of those type things, um, which is really important. And we're totally into fitness now and not apparel like we, we started out with. But I think that's an, an okay point too, is to, to have that type of gear ready to go. And where I wanted to go with what you were saying there is you're also competing against some very, very large brands out there. You know, you, you snuck in there that you now have 75 employees. And again, I remember when it was you and Bear, you know, you were doing packing, the social media, the design, the, you know, we, we designed some early shirts, which we're going to talk about at some point in this for sure. But you made that leap from the smaller, let's call it mom and pop shop to pretty much competing against, and I'm not going to throw their names out there, but everybody knows the athletic apparel brands you can buy in, in the big box stores. So making that jump was no joke and you needed the gear to back it up. How much of the community do you think got you there, you know, to, of your community of, of athletes? Yeah. I mean, from the first year that we were in existence up to about 2018, so about first four, four to five years that Born Primitive existed, um, we had very, very little marketing budget, very, very little marketing spend. I guess we didn't even really have a budget at all, but very little marketing spend. So a lot of that was word of mouth. A lot of that was our ambassadors, um, the people that we met at events that, you know, spread the Born Primitive name. Um, and then just, you know, Bear and I, the traveling that we had due to his career, um, and where we went and just kind of planting our seeds in different locations and then, you know, growing from there. Um, a lot of that is, a lot of our growth has contributed to that. Um, we, we didn't have a email marketing campaign that was really strong. We didn't have any kind of ad spend campaign. Um, so everything was just word of mouth and our ambassadors. And, you know, we experienced 
from year one to year two, three times growth from year three to two to year three, we grew four times the original, or sorry, we grew four times. And then year three, sorry, first year to second year was three times, second year to third year was four times, four X growth. And then, um, you know, the next year I think was another three X. So like with all that growth, it was just mostly word of mouth. Um, and, you know, like I said, being president events. So um, I contribute the growth of our brand a lot to our community. Um, if you look at where the hot spots are for like our customer base, it's where we live. It's where we've lived. If you look at that at any given time, when we lived in Indiana, that was where our predominantly, you know, our, our customer base was. Obviously that was only for like the first few months of existence. So that wasn't huge. But then we moved to California and that's where our customer base was. And now if you look at our customer base report of like highest sales, it's going to be in Virginia Beach or Virginia. So it's cool to see the community stand behind us. Um, and, you know, we are very rooted in our community. So it makes sense. Yeah, and, and that's such a big thing because it is so much you guys, you know, being at I've been at several different events with you um, and even watching that growth and watching you interact with the the um, customers because so. Uh, we're going to, we'll talk, I really want to spend a lot of time on your charity work, but right now we're still into the fashion end of it. But, you know, Born Primitive was one of the early on supporters of 555 Fitness. Um, and when the sports bras released, I got the bright idea that like, we should do some 555 sports bras. This would be great. I would love to, to be a part of this. And it was when I was doing the shipping and all of a sudden, like we put out these 555 sports bras and the questions just flooded my inbox uh, for um, mostly sizing and fit. And I remember like calling you and being like, Mallory, I need help. I need you to explain this to people and they're contacting me or give me these talking points. But I think that's something that the community really, you know, believes in you guys for because you've always been there to explain that and to help and watching you at events that that's a big part of it, right? It's that beyond customer service is a really good way to call it for me, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't like to admit this because I probably should not be doing this, but I still get into the DMs and answer people's questions and guide them in the right direction or tell them, you know, my favorite product. And I don't oftentimes say I'm the owner, but when I do, people are pretty shocked because um, you don't see that too often. You know, you don't see the owner at an event or interacting with the customer base or working the warehouse sale, you know, the local warehouse sale. But it's something that Bear and I like it's um, it's almost just like in our DNA. Like, I don't know if I could ever give that up. Um, maybe someday, but as of right now, like we still want to be, and it's probably also a little bit of a detriment to the company that we're so involved in so many th things because we have people now who know more than we do about the space that they're in within the brand, but we still like to have our, our hands in a little bit of everything. So, but yeah, I mean, customer service has always been one of our, um, you know, focuses is, you know, giving quality, top-notch quality customer service where you feel like you're actually talking to a person and getting their you know, their attention. Um, and that doesn't happen these days. You know, you call and it takes you 20 minutes just to get to be able to speak to someone when you're trying to get an answer about, you know, something you purchased or, you know, whatever it may be with any kind of customer service line. So, um, you know, between DMs, the chat that we offer, you know, having the girls readily available at the phone all day, and then just our customer service through the email, like we have a lot of different means and we want to take care of our customers. So... Plus it's definitely fun. helped us with the growth. I think that is one thing that you can't say about a lot of brands is that they have amazing customer service. And I think our team's always rated like 4.9 and above 
um, on the feedback that customers are giving. So out of five, not out of 10. <laughs> and it's not just your friends either. It's not just your- No, no, no not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Maybe in the beginning, it was a lot yeah. of friends and family throwing those out there. But that, it's so cool. And it's so cool that you want to jump into it still because you love it, right? This is, is your passion. You know, what started as a bit of a, like a passion project, I guess, like, let's get into this, let's do this, turned into your life. And there's nothing wrong with going back to doing that. And I think it probably excites people to be like, oh my God, this is the owner that I'm talking to of this company that, you know, they, they followed for so long and seen grow. Um, also firehouse tip, uh, tip, trick and hack, like Jeremy says, if you're stuck in the customer service loop, always press Spanish. And when the Spanish person picks up, you say, I don't speak Spanish. And they put you to an English person right away. <laughs> oh, never so, tried that. It's things you learn in the firehouse. I learned that <laughs> in the firehouse from someone and was like, this is amazing. Like, this loop around. I told, I told Tracy about it and she actually tried it and was like, you guys, all that time on your hands. And this is how you solve the world's problems for us. <laughs> um, but that, that customer service end is so huge. And I feel like too, in the apparel industry, you don't see that, you know, it's just, we sold you this piece of apparel, send it back. You know, you, if you want it, we don't care why. And you often get good response from your community about this works, especially in the, in the sports bra world. From what I remember, it was like, I need, uh, I don't know, the things I can't, I don't want to go back to those days, but like the questions that came back to me were so in depth that people care about what they wear. And people care about their fashion and they need it to function. So on that end, when you get these messages, how much of that are you taking into making the next piece of gear? Um, I mean, you, you mean as far as customer feedback? Or... Customer feedback, yeah, that, that, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, I mean, we have a, our quality control team is top notch. They meet pretty much every week to go over um, any issues that the customer service team, team and the returns department is getting on repeat. Um, and then we take those and we look to solve. So whether that's a logo peeling or a pocket, a hole forming in a pocket consistently, or, you know, hey, we just don't like the fit of this product. Like we always take that into account and that helps us determine one, if we're going to revamp a product, redevelop it. Two, if we just need to reach out to our supplier and tell them, hey, reinforce this or that. Or three, if we look to discontinue a product due to it just not being received well overall. Um, luckily, number three doesn't have to, ha ha have to happen too much. Um, but we take all of that very seriously. Um, our customer feedback, they scrounge through all reviews, emails. They have a document that keeps track of all of that. Um, so if we start seeing a trend, we can look to correct it. Um, and same things for goes for really popular products. You know, like if we see over and over again, this is getting top star rating. This is selling out really quickly. We'll look to push into that and bring more colorways to the customer. So, I mean, even from the beginning, I've always taken what people ask for, um, into, into consideration. I mean, our rest day joggers, one of our brand ambassadors literally was like, you should take our, your athleisure material. At that time, we only had like t-shirts and tank tops. You should make a jogger. And we did. And now it's one of our best-selling products. <laughs> so still have them, still, have them, yeah. still wear them. Yeah. And that was just from an idea. Like, you know, we want to make what people want to wear. So a lot of the stuff that we make is because people are like, Hey, have you considered this, you know, or, you know, just, Hey, this looks great, but this would be better. So, you know, we don't always take their opinions because we get a lot of them, but there has been some product developed because of that or changes made to product. 
My, my logo did peel off my rest day joggers, but self-admittedly, I dry them every time. And yeah. <laughs> they're probably the original. So what's that, six or seven years old at this point? So. Yeah, it, it does happen, but we are looking to change that and even improve that. We've switched from heat press to silk screen. We've switched from silk screen to rubber. Um, you know, so we're always looking to improve the product and bring the quality there. But yeah. And it, these are six-year-old sweatpants joggers that I wear I can I'm not going to tell you how many times I probably wear them uh, in a row before I even wash them type thing but like you know you get these things and they're going to happen you know I've also bought shirts that I got I washed once and I could give to uh, Declan who's 10 years old now because they shrunk so much in the wash or they just automatically turn into a firehouse rag yeah um, because you just bought it online because it looked cool or you know it had a I, I just bought the, the, I am a super Ted Lasso fan. So I just bought the Trent Krim Dolly Parton shirt from just any old place online, just so I could get that exact shirt. And I'm probably going to get like five wears out of it, but yeah. it's okay. I, I'm going to be happy with those five wears and move on as opposed to, I guess this is the latest thin red line shirt that I'm wearing. I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, it's one of the, I think, I think it came out around the new, the same time as our new honor, the fallen, but one of the, one of the more recent so ones. Probably like two still, years old, maybe three. Still, yeah. Still about three years old, I think. Yeah, and loads of wears, loads of workouts and, and everything stays the same, you know? And again, that's a testament to you doing the testing, right? Doing the, we're going to wear test this first. We're going to make sure this screen works. Um, and also to taking care of it, that's a whole different end of it. But there's so many things that could go wrong. And I know you guys have definitely had some of those hiccups because we had them in products we did together where uh, this is coming on Tuesday and then it comes two months later. So when you look to get around those obstacles, you know, what's one of the biggest pieces of advice you can give to someone kind of who's starting out or in a business saying like, oh man, this is bad. What do we do? I would say always just put the customer first. Um, there's been times where we had to swallow our pride and send out an email to 300, 400, 500 customers admitting that a product was defective and offering to replace it. Um, and honestly, like every time we've done that, we have gotten nothing but praise on, oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys took the time to do this. I can't believe that you're admitting this. Um, you know, we've luckily it's only been a handful of times, but with our snap shorts, when we were less than a year old, we had an issue where as soon as they were put in the washer, the glue holding the pad together disintegrated. Um, and we had to replace hun you know, hundreds of pairs. And that's, that was the first year that we were in existence. Like that could have crumpled us that could have, you know, ended our, ended our company, ended what we built. But instead we were like, Hey, we're going to work with a supplier. We're going to replace all of these, fix the glue issue and email every single person and ship them a new pair. Um, and we've done that before with our jorts. Um, we've done that before with um, our Delta shorts. So, you know, we, we want to take care of our customers. Um, and I actually just drafted an email that we're going to send out in the next week or two of just about the quality and what we stand for and the lifetime warranty, manufacturer's lifetime warranty that we put behind our products. Obviously, if you wear a product, if you wear a short and you snag it on a branch and a, a whole forms, like, you know, we're probably not going to replace that. That wasn't due to the quality. But if you have a seam that's ripping apart or a hole that's forming, um, you know, we're going to take care of you. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people just think, oh, this is bad quality. I'm not going to shop the brand again. Or, you know, they sew it and they never tell us. But, we, you know, we do we do offer that. So um, our customer service team, like I said, is top notch. And we're always going to stand behind what we put on the market. Did you know Modus makes mini spanners, a.k.a. pip-sized ones? The Modus Mini Spanners are ultra lightweight, only 2.5 ounces each, and fit easily in your bunker gear pockets. So basically, a great product to carry with you at all times. 
The double tip design allows you to use the mini spanner multiple ways, pushing or pulling. So head over to modusfirerescue.com and tell them the size up sent you by using code the size up, one word, to save 5% off your order. Which again is, is amazing. And you, you threw out some words in there. So now we're going to talk about this in the fashion end as we go through this, but athleisure and jorts, because you <laughs> went from, Hey, let's make out some, some apparel that people could work out in to some apparel that people could work out in or go out in to uh, these jorts that you kind of brought back from the eighties that I yeah. have. I think I have four pairs, maybe five, self-admittedly, and I get complimented on, oh, it's hard to tell when you wear a pair of stretchy jorts, um, if it's a compliment or it's like a, what in the world are you wearing? <laughs> but, they probably um, secretly are very jealous. I think they are, because my legs do look <laughs> good in the jorts, but let, let's, you know, jorts, what are they? Let's let's give, give the listeners a little bit of a preview here. I'm not oh, wearing mine today, so I can't stand up. The jorts. Um, actually, the jorts are a funny story. So Bear, my business partner, was adamant about creating this this product. And I told him, you will not order more than 100 of these. You will not order more. And at the time we were probably ordering, you know, 250 to 500 units of a product. So it was like the bare minimum. You will not order more than a hundred. And unfortunately we sold out in 30 minutes. <laughs> unfortunately for me, because I was wrong and I don't like being wrong. Um, and from then on out, it has been our top selling male product hands down, especially through the months of April through September or October. Um, it, so always ripping in ads, top selling product every day on the report, unless we you know do a launch um, or a feature email. Um, and the fabric is just, it feels like denim, but it's soft and stretchy. So there's a lot of denim out there, you know, like the jeggings and stuff that doesn't even feel like denim. These feel like denim, but they are insanely stretchy, super soft. Um, we took it from the men's to the women's, made a short. It's one of our best-selling products on the women's side. Took that, made jeans for men and women. Both of them do insanely well, can't keep them in stock. Um, and, you know, once again, I made jeans that I felt comfortable in as a mom, postpartum that, you know, high-waisted and stretched and I didn't have to fight to get them on and off and I could wear them and sit down and not feel like I'm suffocating and it's, they've, they've done insanely well. So the jorts are, uh, like I said, not something that I wanted to uh, create in the beginning, but Bear proved me wrong. And now we have many different colors and uh, many different products in that fabric. And we're looking to expand it even further. I think we're coming out with mid-rise jeans for women, some new colorways. Um, and then we just launched our mom short, which is a, high a more high-waisted uh, short. That's great for um, people that want to cover up their belly a little bit, like me. So, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And what no, it's, it's fashion. It's it is totally right fashion. And and, and the jorts at the time. Even though I think the low rise is coming back. What uh, is it? Yeah. See, I don't. I don't. Again, I can't. My own uh, debacle into women's fashion with those sports bras. I never want to do that again. It's just not where I want to. Be. <laughs> but on the male fashion end, you know, when those jorts came out, like when I when the email dropped or I saw it on social media, like I immediately sent it to Tracy and was like, Trey, I need these. And she is like, do not order <laughs> those shorts. And I'm like, no, they're shorts, they're jorts. I was like, they're totally 80s. They're totally epic. I was like, it's born primitive, man. It's Malin Bear. They gotta be great. And she's like, 
you're going to order them, aren't you? And I'm like, 110%. Like, I think I ordered in like the first five minutes of that little, <laughs> like, don't order those. So then they came and I put them on and she's like, oh my God, you're going to wear these. And I'm like, all day, every day. They're <laughs> so comfortable. Like, this is it. And again, I think I have like five pairs now. It's, 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 yeah. I don't want to say it's mostly not, it's mostly all I wear because I wear some other shorts too, of course, but they're great. Now, why are they such a big seller in September to October? I'm just curious as to. Oh, sorry. April to October. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause yeah. I was like, no, I was like, who buys jorts in the fall? Like, that's no, like no, no. Just kind of like the summertime, you know, summertime crowd. I'd say probably maybe September, I guess can be when it cuts off, but yeah, just that some, those summer months, uh, they're just constantly top sellers on our website for the men and the women. And then on, you know, once September hits and we start for, uh, you know, bringing the jeans to people's inbox and uh, through the ads, those, you know, kind of take over and they're becoming the best sellers. So. And, and the real secret sauce too. And I mean, look, I'm hooked. I, uh, you have me hook line and sinker, you know, you release a new colorway and I'm like, Oh, I need those. Like, should yep. I have those too? Like, and it's something that I love because when you have product that's such good quality, I mean, you, uh, I think, I don't think I have the first hundred pair because you probably didn't order that in my size because it's a little smaller, but um, it was in that order. They're great. You know, the fraying may fray a little bit more, but I think it just makes it look better. So you yeah. have that again as being like, a, oh no, I've had this product for so long. I need to come up with a new way to get someone to buy another pair. And that targeted marketing is is such a big deal now um, in business, or maybe it always was and just something I never paid attention to. But being able to market to your audience, you guys have done another great job of that. So at this point, I'm sure you have some folks doing it, but do you still play a hand in, in that marketing and that growth end of it? Oh, yeah, I'd say the marketing as far as the calendar and everything goes, that's like one of my number one um, job still with the company and the operation side is just kind of putting that calendar together and getting the cadence there. Um, you know, being very in tune to when we're getting items restocked or the seasonalities or new products that are launching, obviously new collections. Um, and then, yeah, we work with Common Thread Collective um, since 2018. They've been our ad partners and um, Taylor Holiday's the one of the founders, I think the founder. Uh, he's amazing to work alongside and they brought a lot to, um, you know, they brought a lot to us and helped us grow tremendously. So, you know, ad marketing now is one of our main forms, uh, you know, on top of, of course, email and SMS. Um, but yeah, I'd still am very, Bear, Bear and I are still very heavily involved in that side um, from the spend, um, you know, the spend decisions to the calendar itself to, you know, what we're going to push into throughout the calendar year um, and, you know, et cetera. So it's one of the things I enjoy and, would want to remain involved in, you know, that, you know, at any trajectory, at any point in the business. Um, well, that's the business, I right? That's the, yeah, I don't want to lose part that. of the business that you don't want to miss, you know, knowing yeah. what's coming next. And yeah. That's the exciting other. part <laughs> that alongside product development. It, it is a good segue here because, you know, into the what's coming next, because I, I have been getting blown up uh, via, and I don't want to say blown up because you guys do not spam or anything like that, but via my, SMS messaging, social media messaging, and emails uh, with your next product, which is kind of crazy, considering I just watched the movie Air, and another, you know, I get this Born Primitive email, and I'm like, oh my god, I am so stoked for them. You're yeah. releasing this month, correct, if I'm wrong? Yeah, so we did a four-day pre-sale, um, and that was uh, from the June 1st to June 4th, and then the product's going to start shipping in August. So our official launch, where we're going to have them in stock and be able to ship them out immediately, is going to be in August. 
um, probably just after the games. But um, yeah, so yeah, the Born Primitive Savage One training shoe is officially, uh, yeah, I guess, on its way, um, finishing up production, going to be shipped to us very soon. But uh, you know, we gave people the ability to pre-order their, their pair. And even with a three-month lead time of like order date to receiving date, we still have had a very, very good turnout, a lot of interest in the shoe. Um, so between now and then, we're just going to be getting it in the hands of our athletes and influencers, getting it in the hands of reviewers, um, and just, you know, increasing the um, interest around the shoe. Uh, Bear worked really hard um, on the developments of the shoe. I can't say that I was super involved. He did a lot of the legwork here alongside um, a partner of his that he met through the military, or a friend of his that he met through the military, whose father um, has worked in the apparel and the shoe business for a long time. So it was a lot of prototypes, a lot of back and forth, um, probably about a year and a half development of the shoe uh, before, you know, the order was placed. Um, so we've got some new colorways in the works already. We've got a mid or sorry, a high top version in the works. We've oh. got a more like, I don't what canvas, I guess, version. So I don't want to say like Chuck Taylor, but you know, that style of just yeah. like an everyday wear in the works. And then we are um, also working on a, a tactical boot. So that's another thing that we are going to be getting into. But, you know, obviously Bear being in the military, very rooted in tactical apparel and what the demands and needs are for that. So uh, a tactical boot is on on its way to hopefully in the next couple of years. But yeah, the Savage One trainer is, you know, ama you know it's amazing. We're really excited for it. Um, we think that we kind of hit all demands or asks of a training shoe um, with the features that we included in this so we hope it's re received really well um and you know we create we called it savage one so we can iterate off of it savage two savage three but in my opinion it's like if you nail it the first time if you don't get fancy with it just keep it so i mean obviously we have the ability to do that but i think the savage one's going to be out for a little bit because it's 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 awesome we're getting really good feedback so far that is awesome. And just the way it looks like it was constructed, you know, I could tell that that someone obviously now bear took that time to add in, you know, those different elements that, that you point out and kind of the, the blueprint of it that came out in the email, because that's so important. And, and Tracy, I'm telling you now, you know, I'm a sucker for a high top. So like, <laughs> that, that's just, you're right in my own way um, in, in going that, but it's so crazy again to think you guys came from a t-shirt to now a sneaker, you know, and a then we came from a snap short. A to snap a short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to forget those because I remember the initial <laughs> ads of them too. The initial, the, the initial pictures and I'm like, I got to forget these, but it, it's so amazing to see that happen from the snap short to the sneaker because again, you're going up against some major players here. You know, there is no very few small places that have footwear. And again, the same with a tactical boot, you know, in the tactical space, there are a few companies out there that make these. So that must just feel amazing to know like your growth and where you're heading to, right? Yeah, no, definitely. We've got that shoe. We've got Born Primitive Outdoor, which was launched last September. Um, and, you know, we got a full team behind that now, a lot of um, planning there, a lot of new product development there. Um, and then, yeah, if we, when we launch Born Primitive Tactical, which I think would be this fall, um, you know, there's a lot of different avenues, but, you know, our main thing is, you know, stay strong on our bread and butter. And that's, you know, 
fitness apparel, athletic apparel. So that's always going to be what we're rooted in. But we just like to take those functionalities, the quality, the comfortability, the stretch, and we like to apply it to other products. I mean, everyone wants a stretchy product. No one wants something that's restricting, whether that's a shirt or a jean or an underwear or, you know, sock, whatever. And we don't have socks yet, but, you know, everyone wants stretch and comfort. That's, that's what they need. And that's, you know, we take that from the athletic where we apply that to our athleisure. We apply that to our jeans. We apply that to our outdoor gear. We apply that to our tactical gear. Um, and, you know, like I said, that's where we're always going to stay rooted is that athlete, that athletic apparel. But it's cool to bring to life these other um, areas with expertise that we have between Bear and the employees we have here. Um, you know, and hopefully I'd like to think myself in the athletic side of just what fits, what's comfortable, what's, you know, going to perform. So and even with the shoe, we developed a shoe that we want, that we want to wear that we, we looked at everything that's on the market and we identified the best of the best and what's bad. And we, you know, took away the bad and put in all the things that we really wanted in a shoe. And that's what brought around the brought about the Savage one. So it's just, that's kind of the mindset we've always had with creating gear. And I don't think it's going to change no matter what category we're in. Which is, which is the best mindset to have in business, right? If it's something you want, if it's a product you want, a product you use, and, and not just specifically you, but now your entire team of people, you know, you put all those minds together and you take the time to create it. And that's why it took a year and a half to get to the Savage One, because there was back to the drawing board. Nope, we need it this way, or this doesn't work this way. And you have the end of the designer and I guess the engineers and well, we can't do that. Right. Cause I know, I know for a fact in designing some apparel with you, they were like, no pip, we can't do that. Or no, pip, we're not going to do that. Um, and that's a big part of it too, is that that back and forth and that open communication, but to have products you want, and you already know a lot of the, your ideas stick, you know, more often than not, they stick. Um, and I totally forgot about, you know, born primitive outdoor and that end and being from a guy who's stuck in uh 100% cotton or fabrics that won't melt or burn to my skin in the fire service, it's the most uncomfortable shift. And there are definitely a few companies out there that are working towards that end. Um, it's very challenging because we have to wear some type of a, a no drip, no melt type fabric, but you're exactly right. People want stretch these days. People want comfortability. It's just like that old tri-blend shirt with CrossFit. I think the reason I loved CrossFit in the beginning was because the shirt that I wear wore was not 100% cotton or yeah. um, stretchy other brand that wore stuff that used to be really tight to my skin. It was this tri-blend. Um, and it was like, you're amazing. You made a tri-blend shirt. I, I didn't make a tri-blend shirt. I just sold one. Yeah. Um, but that comfortability factor is huge. And being comfortable for you guys, being comfortable for us is, I, I don't think I have a piece of born primitive apparel that's not comfortable. <laughs> Well, hopefully we can keep that trend going. Maybe, maybe one that I may not have been like, ah, this didn't fit me the way I wanted it to. But again, that that's that's life, right? You're gonna have that when you purchase something. Um, I'm pretty sure I have one of the golf shirts too that I wear a lot. It's it's hard to keep track, you know, in my own fashion sense. But there was a little bit of born primitive golf in there for a while, wasn't there? We're actually launching a country club collection in about a week, so <laughs> June 16th. So yeah, we've got. Uh, tech well we have tech polos we've already had those we have a new men's kind of like golf sh short um, coming out and then we've got women's tennis golf skirts tennis golf dress um, you know polos but once again like we're taking you know 
we're taking what we want in that apparel and bringing it to life. So I golf, like you mentioned, I wouldn't say I'm an avid golfer. I'm not very good, but I enjoy it. Um, you know, I play uh, pickleball with my husband and everything. And when I go to the golf course, I hate the options that I have to wear there because I just think that they're so unattractive and, and just, it, it's terrible. Like the first time I had to go out shopping for a golf outfit, it was the first time I golfed. My husband and I were going down to Florida to visit his, his grandpa who lived on a golf course and was an avid golfer. And um, my husband's like, we're going to take you to this shop and get you a golf outfit. And I was like, oh, so excited. Like, I love shopping. And I get there and it's just like ugly skirts that are, you know, weird length and polos that are just like, just like bulky and don't make you look good. So I designed uh, alongside a couple people here, uh, you know, a new golf polo for men and women and well Frankie designed the men's I helped with the women and then the golf skirt it was you know not only a skirt that's got a built-in short but the material's quick drying it's stretchy um it flows and then we added some really cool pocket features for tennis balls uh phone and golf tees um all of them just on one side so you got dual sides for that so kind of tactical that's kind of tactical lots of fun. yeah I mean I went golfing I had my cell phone in one pocket I had a mini water bottle in another pocket I had golf balls up in the golf po the ball pocket and I had tees in the tee pocket I mean, it was literally everything I could want inside my skirt and it still looked cute. It wasn't bulky. It wasn't like, it wasn't, it didn't look like I was wearing, you know, full of stuff yeah. because that's how the skirt is shaped. It covers it. So yeah. So the tech polo, which is might be the one that you had is just super like lightweight. It's got vented armpits, got a sunglass loop here. Um, it's just, you know, so once again, it's just, we're taking what people want to wear and we're bringing it to life. I feel like I want to just keep throwing things out to you to be like, are you making mud wrestling clothes next? <laughs> Tractor driving outfits next. Like I, I want to, everything that I bring up, you're like, oh, well, we're launching a convection for that in two weeks next week. Or in, 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 <laughs> we have this. So like, you know, like wakeboarding, got it coming. Like swim, there, there is born primitive swim. I know that. Yep. yep. And I'd say the next thing that people get a lot of that I think would be cool would be like scrubs because I used to be a dental hygienist yeah, yeah. and there was one brand of scrubs that I could wear as a CrossFitter that was flexible and I could sit down and it didn't, you know, it was, but I don't know if that brand still exists. And we do, ha we have a ton of demand for scrubs. You know, there's a lot of first responder nurse, um, you know, medical professionals that are in our um, customer base and we get a lot of questions for scrubs. So maybe if we get a little, we slow down a little bit on the new product development and we need to get into a new niche, we can look into some scrubs, but I may know someone who can help you in the, the scrub design as, as she tends to wear them occasionally Yeah, <laughs> in her, in her life there. But it, it's just like, we, we keep talking about these things that you guys are coming out with and what you're doing. And I still haven't brought up my personal favorite part of born primitive is your not-for-profit side, you know, your give back um, because you have given it's far over a million dollars back to different communities by this point. Right. Yeah, I think if you include like the backward gym stimulus that we did, we're well over like three or four million. But if you look at just the first responder and 5013C charities, I, I, yeah, we're, we're upwards of a million, probably closer to 1.5 in, you know, our nine years of existence, keeping in mind that the first four or five years, you know, we were, you know, still very, very small. But, you know, we've donated since day one, and that's something that we're going to continue to do. And every year, our goal is to donate more and more. Um, so yeah, we've, you know, we've worked with 555, we work with concerns of police survivors, 
Uh, we work with Tunnel the Towers, Best Defense Foundation, Navy SEAL Foundation, a lot of others along the way. Um, but, you know, we now kind of are honing in and focusing on, um, you know, four main charities because we want to make sure when we're doing this, we're giving them, you know, attention to them. We're bringing their cause to life. So if we spread ourselves too thin and we get involved in too many charitable companies, it gets a little bit harder to do that. But, um, you know, our goal every year, like I said, is to donate more, to give back more, to support these great causes. Um, and, uh, you know, we'd like to think along the way that we've done that. And we just hope to continue to grow that side, those donations. Um, and, uh, you know, bear, you'll probably hear this a million times if you watch our brand videos or if you go to our website. But ever since we started, Bear and I's goal was to stand for something and not just be an apparel company. Obviously, bringing you high quality apparel is a top priority of ours, but we also want to stand for something and have a reason for um, the brand. And that, you know, our reason is patriotism, giving back to those, you know, who serve our country and, uh, you know, just being proud of being proud of the USA. And it's so easy to say that, right? In a, in a really simple way, like I'm I'm patri I'm a patriotic American, or I support first responders, you know. But when you're actually doing it, you know, when you're taking and and a lot of times too, people don't understand in the, in any world where you're giving back, you know, that also cuts into the profit margin of the business. You know, you're taking for lack of a better term, a hit when it comes to saying, well, we're going to donate a portion of this sale. Um, you could raise the price of that apparel item over everything else. And then you don't take that hit and you look like, you know, we're the amazing company. Um, but it's something you guys haven't done. You know, the prices are always the same and you take that bit and you donate it back and being, you know, with 555 for so long and, and working with you guys each year, that check got bigger. And I was just more amazed at watching that, not just from the 555 end of being so happy we were able to, to take your funds for good, but watching you grow that and even watching you grow into these larger charities. And folks don't always understand either. You know, I know you guys probably get multiple emails a day asking to support this charity or support this outing. And it would literally bankrupt you if you supported all of them. So I think it's important as a brand for you, and you said it, to hone in on a few charities that you continue to work with and do good with, because there's so much synergy between you guys and the folks you work with. Um, and that, again, is a testament to you and Bear and how you run the company. Like, that's being patriotic. That's supporting the, the USA, you know, or being good Americans uh, more than saying that you are. Yeah, for sure. I mean... That's what it's definitely come down to, because like you said, we do get a lot of requests. We have had a lot of charity partners throughout the years. I would say every single day in our DMs, we're getting some kind of sponsorship request, whether that's for a charity or a raffle for a charity or an event, um, you know, just a CrossFit event. Um, we get a lot of those and we try to at least do some, you know, $20 gift cards, $20 gift vouchers to as many as we can or raffle, you know, a gift card for raffle for the family or for, you know, whatever the charity is. We always try to do that and support in that way. But yeah, as far as the monetary donations, we have really honed in on Navy SEAL Foundation, Concerns of Police Survivors, Tunnel the Towers, and Best Defense Foundation. And all of those companies really directly tie to what we stand for and what we believe in, um, you know, giving back to military families, helping provide mortgages for um, firefighters, police officers, military who, you know, lost their family or their husband, um, you know, the Best Defense Foundation takes veterans back to the battlefields that they fought on. Um, so just a lot of, you know, very woven into what we stand for charities that we are, you know, honored to work alongside. 
And two, it's one of those things that, and people have said this to me, like, well, aren't, aren't you mad that they're not donating to 555 anymore? And I was like, how could I be mad at them? They helped us for so long and they donated us for so long. And it wasn't like they were like, nope, we are no longer donating money to, to not-for-profits. We're done with all of this. I was like, they moved on to a different not-for-profit that does amazing things. And that to me is again, that, that core of what you do, that's so right. You know, it's so big and it's that expansion. So many people, you, I can tell you this as being someone who runs a not-for-profit. I don't think you can quantify how many people you've helped through your donations because it's been so vast and so long. And that again is a reason to say like, this is why I support Born Primitive, why my drawer is filled with jorts and because <laughs> hates them. Um, <laughs> but that's such a big thing and not, not, saying, you know, money directly from the jorts goes to that because you have some collections that, that go to that too. But it's one of those things that that's the true essence of that. And I don't know if I remember this, but I feel like I've heard Bear say like unapologetically American. Yeah, That's really it. It's not words, it's actions. And it's actions that help others. And that's what you guys started out to do so long ago. And it's just so amazing to, to have played a very small part of that journey and see it continue. Um, and I really can't wait to see where you go next, but I think we, we've covered everywhere you're going next, right? Unless there's some kind of huge new charity you don't want, you want to announce now too. No, no charities, but we've got some pretty cool partnerships coming up. Uh, oh I don't know if I can okay. say it. You don't, I don't have know to blast that out. I don't want to get you in trouble. I know how yeah. to wink I don't on. know if it's officially inked or not, but yeah. we'll just say it is in the first responder space. Oh boy. That's Firefighter. Good my favorite space to be in. So yes, cool. he's a firefighter and uh, he likes to hit people. We'll put it that way. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Yes. Well, that's cool. <laughs> that, that, that awesome. Awesome. We'll yeah. end it there, but yeah. So you guys can let your minds wander as to who, but hopefully we'll be bringing him on the team uh, in the next couple months. So awesome. That is unreal. Like just think it's just so cool. And, and for you, I can just tell, again, we talked, I said it in the beginning, you know, this is your passion, but you have fun with running this business, right? You, you go home feeling fulfilled. I would say not every day, but most days, correct? Yeah. I mean, there's obviously the hard days or the days that you're in meetings back to back to back and you feel like you're, you didn't get anything done. And it's a little frustrating, but for the most part, like I myself can say like, I enjoy going to work. I enjoy stepping in these, you know, the office doors here. I enjoy seeing everyone that I work with. We, you know, we've had an amazing team for many years, but right now I just think we have like a super honed in, super focused, high quality team that, um, you know, we can rely on and lean on as leaders to get the job done. And, you know, we're really excited about where the brand's going. Um, a lot of new fields, as you guys have heard that we're kind of branching into, but, you know, like I said, many times throughout this, like we're, our goal is to just keep bringing you guys high, high quality products, keep supporting, you know, those who serve our country in this great nation. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll have some fun along the way. Oh, it's definitely been fun along the way. And this has been a seriously fun interview where I did not think we would even be, you know, talking about some of the things we talked about because I didn't know they were coming. So I, I want to thank you for exciting me about high top sneakers coming soon because, you know, and well, I don't know if I can say soon, but they're in the eventually, works. eventually down yes. the road. Well, that could be better then I could just tell, tell Tracy, like it's, it's a long way away. I'll, I'll work some <laughs> overtime shifts before then for sure. And that money will go directly towards, towards those. Is there anything else though, really quickly that you think we didn't mention that you'd like to? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. No, I mean, just stay tuned. We've got a lot of big things in the works. And uh, I, like, you know, 
like I mentioned, if you guys have been, ever have any questions about the product or the quality or um, the fit, uh, we, we have an amazing team here. So we're always here to, you know, answer questions, bring new people into the Born Primitive family. Oh, and there is that too, like your, your hiring process and such. I, I know people that work for you, like people I, I've met along my journey are like, I'm, I'm leaving my job and going to work for Born Primitive. It's like, wait, you're doing what? Come like, come again? Let's talk about this real quick. You sure? But it's so amazing to see you do that, you know, and continue to do that with, with people. And we never even got to talk about the Cubs whose season is not going very well. Yeah, that's all right. It's still, my daughter and I still watch the games. And when there's a home run hit, she's one, she'll cheer. Cause she just loves, like she hears clapping and she's like, Oh, and she claps and cheers for it. So uh, yeah, the Cubs are, you know, we're used to being disappointed by the Cubs, but <laughs> it's all right. My, my quick Cub story is, is I went out to see the Mets play the Cubs and my buddy and I, this was pre-kids when I could do things like that, like guy trips and things. And the first, uh, we went to a night game and a day game. The first night we were in the bleachers with our Mets gear on and all the Cubs fans are like, you're going to sit out here with us? And we're like, of course we are. What do we, you're the Cubs. What do we care? We're the Mets. You're the Cubs. I'm like, we go to Philly and get into fist fights at games. It was the best experience I've ever had at a baseball game was being in those yeah. pictures at night. It was so much yeah. fun. They're, they're a lot of fun. They're fun. I've, my husband has not been to Wrigley and it's been on our bucket list to go together. Just, you know, born primitive, his career, his job, you know, baby now it's a little bit harder to get up there, but uh, our goal is to get to Chicago pretty soon and sit in the bleachers and experience a game there. I have, of course, but it'll be cool for him to do that as well. It is definitely experience. I, I highly recommend uh, to getting out there and doing it. So as we're getting close to wrapping up, I'm going to try something new here that we're going to call the size up 10 where it's basically 10 questions that kind of gives you a little bit of a personal size up, gives everybody listening a little bit of a, an idea about you personally. Um, and we're going to try to knock it out in like 90 seconds or so. So they're going to be rapid fire questions with one, maybe a little more word answers, whatever you feel you need to take. And okay. if you don't make it in the 90 seconds, I guess then either I've done wrong or, you know, you'd like to talk a lot. So you ready for it? I'm up for a challenge. Oh, I do like that so much as I'm looking at the clock, because if I start at an odd time, I'll be all messed up. But <laughs> here we go. The size up 10. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Mountains. Night out or night in? Depends on my mood, but I would say as a mom right now, night out sounds pretty good. <laughs> wait, wait a few years. It'll be night in. Trust me. A good book or a good movie? A good book. Nice. Cross-country road trip. Who's your co-pilot going to be? Uh, definitely my husband with me driving, mostly because for some reason his driving terrifies me, even though he's a firefighter and drives a really big truck. Uh, he should be able to drive a car. I don't know. I prefer to drive. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> Do you make your bed every day? Mm, I've just got a new bed, so I've been trying to, but no, I have always been really bad at that, but I'm really good at cleaning everything else. One million dollars or going back to 18 with a redo? One million dollars. <laughs> I never want to go back to high school or college. <laughs> Highway or back roads? Back roads. Nice. Bucket list place to visit? I would say Ireland because I really wanted to go there for a while and I've been, but I've been now and I, but I really want to go back. But I would say right now, Norway is kind of our next big travel trip that we want to go on when football or football football nice best advice, best advice you could give to your younger self 
um, don't change. I feel like a lot of people probably wish back they can go back and change things, but I learned a lot along the way. And uh, here I am with this awesome company and, you know, great family and friends. So I love it. I love it. I love it. Great way to end on a Billy Joel line of don't go changing. <laughs> I love Billy Joel. Oh, look at that. See, I did not know we had that in common. That is yeah. Just Big so classic many- rock person actually convinced my husband to buy me Billy Joel tickets at one point. Uh, and he did when he was severely intoxicated and then we got pregnant and weren't able to go. So he is like, I will never buy, never buy you Billy Joel tickets again. And I think I'll have to try to convince him otherwise. But my my neighbors and I had a drunken COVID incident where we bought really expensive tickets to a show and then it ended up getting canceled. And I'm still in some kind of a legal battle to get my money back for that. Oh, geez. I think actually the Billy Joel got pushed. It was like Madison Square Gardens when we bought, you know, COVID was still kind of going on. So like the, the date changed and then we got pregnant and then we can, we ended up like, I was like, I don't really want to go to New York and go to a concert when I'm pregnant, you know? So, but yeah, I love Billy Joel. My favorite I, song I, is, um, you, I may be crazy. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Or you it, may be right. Is that what it may is? Be right. Yeah, I think it's you may be right. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm more of a, 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 a B-sides Billy Joel type guy, like songs in the attic and down Easter Alexa, like just, it's been a while since I've seen them. And I honestly, I want to take the boys. It's so expensive with a family yeah. of four to yeah. go to any major concert. I, I, I could fly us somewhere for cheaper almost. Right. I feel like, and I don't, I'm not yeah. that guy and I'm not that dad and I'm not that, that bad guy, but yeah. I think um, that was part of the reason my husband was a little about having to sell the tickets as we lost some money on them. But yeah, anyhow, anyhow, we appreciate it. Oh, go ahead. I do admit that you said he was drunk when, when you convinced him to buy those two. We were drunk at a Rolling Stones concert. Nice. Even better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now so. that's a story for episode two when we bring you back with, you know, when <laughs> they're launching like, you know, born primitive uh, SUVs or something like that, you know, and yeah. we come back here. But thank you again <laughs> for being on the show, Mallory. You were an amazing guest. Thank you, especially to all of our sponsors, um, especially Modus Fire Rescue, who is sponsoring the podcast for the entire month of June. Uh, So for the Size Up by National Fire Radio, this is Pip, and we will catch you guys next time. National Fire Radio.